And now, stay tuned for another episode of the Traumatic States of America. Welcome to the Traumatic States of America. Our main goal is to begin to heal some of the trauma we have suffered, both individually and collectively. I am your host, Dr. Lori Hood, and I will be talking with people from all walks of life who have suffered trauma in its myriad forms. Military veterans, attorneys, first responders, football players, stay-at-home moms, and many more. We will hear how trauma has not only affected them, but their families and communities, as we take an in-depth look at what science has to offer and what can be done to prevent, mitigate, and help recover from trauma. Welcome to the very first Traumatic States of America podcast, where we not only talk about trauma in its myriad forms, We learn about how trauma affects our brains and bodies and how that in turn translates to others. I am your host, Dr. Lori Hood, and I will be inviting you into my world, the world of a traumatologist and neuropsychologist who was first diagnosed with PTSD a little over a decade ago, a world where I see connections between trauma and the opioid crisis, trauma and suicide, trauma and bullying and victimization but also a world where I live with and manage a brain and body that has been traumatized. A perfect storm, if you will. Not always fun, but definitely a unique perspective. But I also want to learn from and about you. And hopefully, we will all learn as we cover everything from the foster care system and adult literacy to interpersonal violence and mass shootings. All of this and more as guests come on the show and share with us their experiences and perspectives. We will also talk about how we, ordinary citizens, can consciously choose to come together to find solutions to some of our country's most deeply entrenched issues. But first, we have to learn, or relearn, how to talk to one another. So there will be some rules. They are in this book in my hand, which contains the United States Constitution, complete with preamble, the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, and Amendments. And we will rely on civil discourse, which is defined as engagement in conversation intended to enhance understanding. For those of you who like to understand the whys, like why is the sky blue? Why do some victims of trauma become bullies? Why do some victims of trauma become victims? Why do yet others become victims and bullies? And yes, that does happen. Why do some people develop PTSD after experiencing the same things as those who don't? Why does she keep asking rhetorical questions? Okay, you know I'm asking rhetorical questions because hopefully we're going to answer them at some point. So for those of you why personalities, this is your show. For those of you who like true human stories, not so much. But for the latter, I promise that the majority of this podcast will be dealing with real people, real events, and hopefully real solutions. Oh, and be ready for really messy stuff because guess what? Trauma is messy, really, really messy. For one thing, the field of trauma research has gone through some trauma of its own. We researchers, therapists, counselors, critical incident response leaders for first responders, all of us on the research and clinical side of trauma 
have been encouraging people to talk about things, talk about their trauma, talk about it, talk about it for years. Then a few years ago, some researchers figured out that when people recall trauma and are in a stressed or fight flight state, they can actually be re-traumatized. I knew this from my work with and listening to first responders for over a decade. I've heard them say over and over, not ready to talk, don't want to talk, just need some time before I talk. But most of them have been forced to talk. Some have even been separated, put into individual rooms for weeks, and not allowed to talk to anyone after an incident with a particularly bad outcome. And there were, and are, valid legal reasons for a decision like that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that complete isolation after a potentially traumatic event is probably the worst thing possible for someone's mental health. So if a person is still in fight-flight mode, the term we psychologists use is over-arousal. And yes, I will explain the terminology as we go because the first time I heard the term over-arousal and its counter-term under-arousal, I was a bit confused. But for now, let's stick to the fact that researchers and clinicians have been encouraging victims of trauma to talk. So we've got it backwards, folks. Talking should come last. So if talking should come last, then what should come first? The very first thing a victim of trauma needs is to feel physically and emotionally safe. Then they can work on coping techniques, many of which I'll be sharing on future podcasts. Next, a potentially traumatized or victimized person needs to practice calming his or her physical responses. Once all of these are firmly in place, and only when they are firmly in place, should someone consider talking about their traumatic experience. The second messy thing is that we scholars still don't know that much. We know more than we did a decade or two ago, but the human brain and body are complex, and we are simply learning as we go. Third, we researchers disagree. A lot. And I'll address that in a future podcast as well. So why did I call this the Traumatic States of America? Clearly, I simply replaced United with Traumatic. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines united as one, made one, combined, two, relating to or produced by joint action, which underneath has two definitions, A, a united effort, or B, united family, and three, in agreement, harmonious. Webster's defines trauma or traumatic as one, psychologically or emotionally stressful in a way that can lead to serious mental or emotional problems. Two, broadly, causing distress or anxiety. So with these definitions in mind, we could be the combined states of America or the harmonious states of America, but instead we are the anxious states of America and the distressed states of America. I don't know about you, but I don't feel we are united. I feel we are traumatized. The questions are, have we ever been truly united? If so, when? How? For how long and when did it change? Or, if we have never been truly united, then what is standing in our way? Does our country feel united by some of us and not others? These are big questions, and one of the purposes of this podcast is to find the answers, not from Congress, attorneys, or even the President of the United States, 
we can apply the very things that have made this country great. And yes, I think our country is still great. Okay, here we go for all you nerds, and I'm right there with you. I believe it helps to have definitions and understandings to communicate. And this podcast is all about communicating. So remember the no spin zone? This is like the no judgment zone or the dialogue zone or the civil discourse zone. I don't know. You all let me know your thoughts as we stumble through this together. But we are not going to stumble blindly. We will ground our dialogues in research, hence the need for a few definitions. We will refer to the founding documents when we disagree and need to understand the framers' intent. So, let's just start with the obvious. Number one, trauma. The field of psychology has put forth many different iterations of the definition of trauma, and historically, we can't agree. As a field of study or a practice of human psychology, on one definition of trauma, at least not for very long. So instead of trying to choose one, I'm going to use my own definition for trauma that I've been using for years. This definition is based in the latest empirical evidence and is the most current understanding of how we humans experience, process, and cope with trauma. Trauma is the sensory and emotional experience of feeling overwhelmingly helpless to protect oneself or loved ones. Many of us are walking around misdiagnosed, depressed, and wondering what's wrong with us. I know because I did it for years, and it's a terrible place to live. As I mentioned before, I was first diagnosed with PTSD around 2010, after my former husband was removed from our home for family abuse and kidnapping. I get trauma. I have lived in a traumatized body and with a traumatized brain for years. So if you were a trauma survivor, or even a citizen who is as bombarded as the rest of us with traumatic and highly stressful images, sounds, and events on a daily basis... I'm right here with you. Another definition that is important is something called the window of tolerance. And I'll be using this throughout the podcast to refer to an optimal zone of arousal when someone is what I used to call topped out or in over arousal or fight flight. So the window of tolerance is very important. The window of tolerance refers to the optimal zone of mental, emotional, and or physical challenge. When one's brain gets a threat signal, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in and prepares the body to either fight or flee. If during this fighting or fleeing, the individual is overwhelmed and feels helpless, symptoms of PTS or PTSD may result. Under arousal, often referred to as collapse, is when the body is so overwhelmed and pumping out so many stress hormones that the person literally collapses. The definition of stress is the physiological or psychological response to internal or external stressors. Stress involves changes affecting nearly every system of the body, influencing how people feel and behave. And that is from the APA Dictionary of Psychology 2019b. Eustress is positive stress, and we don't talk about eustress very much, but eustress involves optimal levels of stimulation. It's the type of stress that results in challenging but attainable and enjoyable or worthwhile tasks. Again, the APA Dictionary of Psychology 2019A. So those are just a few of the definitions. I won't throw them all at you at once, but I will reiterate them, and I will try to insist on discussing trauma 
with these definitions so that we're all on the same page and can have a, a, a productive conversation. So there are some things that I'm very clear on. This is getting toward the end of the, the rules and the definitions here. One, there will be respectful conversation on this podcast. Two, you can disagree with someone else all you want, but nobody is better than another here. And I don't care if you're a Rhodes Scholar, rocket scientist, and have five PhDs. You have no more power than anyone else here. And if I see or hear someone using their education or social standing as a means of power to bully another guest or myself, I will ask you politely to modify your behavior, stick to the topic. However, if you can't, I will call you out. And if you're still bent on, quote, winning the conversation, rather than moving the collective conversation forward, I will mute your mic and disconnect you. And your part of the podcast will be deleted. So I would like to leave you with this. I wrote the introduction to this podcast and the first several podcasts over the last few weeks, but would be lying if I didn't say there was a little bit of joy when I woke up this morning and heard about Chief Justice Roberts' admonishment of the President's Council, as well as the House Managers. Quote, I think it is appropriate for me to admonish both the House Managers and the President's Council on equal terms to remember that they are addressing the world's greatest deliberative body, Roberts said. One reason it has earned this title is because its members avoid speaking in a manner and using language that is not conducive to civil discourse. Thank you, Chief Justice Roberts. Thank you for listening to The Traumatic States of America. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Lori Hood, go to lauriehoodphd.com. The Traumatic States of America podcast is produced and engineered by Band Alla Productions at their studio in Washington, D.C.